Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. The young shepherd boy raced across the valley of Elah to face the giant. David, a shepherd turned warrior, a harp player turned giant slayer. However you do the math on the word cubit, you can determine Goliath's height. If you use the standard 18 inches, he was nine and a half feet tall. If you use the common cubit or the 21 inches per cubit, he was some 11 foot tall. His armor weighed 125 pounds. The blade of his spear was over 15 pounds. Goliath struck fear in the hearts of Israel. We read that all of Israel's warriors were hiding in their trenches. David brought down the giant of fear. We know he took five smooth stones from the brook for his slingshot. He only needed one. Yet nothing is without significance in Scripture. Why did he choose five stones? Some say it's because Goliath had four relatives. 2 Samuel 21 says, These four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. That Goliath had four relatives, giants as well. Did David know that? We don't know. But in some way it was significant that David picked up five smooth stones. We serve a more than enough God, an able God with sufficient grace for whatever we face in life. There are giants out there, maybe not the physical ones that David squared off against, but you and I face giants. We face them each and every day. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and here on Daily Devotions this week, we're talking about building endurance. Giants have always confronted God's people. When Israel entered the promised land, they said, we've seen the giants in the land, and we're just grasshoppers in their sight. There has never been a time that a miracle has not been guarded by a giant of some sort. There's never been an awakening that was not initially overshadowed by trouble. Each open door has many adversaries. Let me go through the five giants. All are Philistines. All encroach on a land that's not theirs. They don't hold title to the property. It belongs to the children of the Most High God. Four of the five giants have names. All of them represent a challenge that you and I will face. You can find these five giants in 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. The first giant was, as we mentioned, Goliath. He is the giant that represents fear. David slew this one. David means loved of God. Perfect love cast out all fear. But David grew weak in battle. He was temporarily sidelined. His previous victory over the giant, though, motivated those closest to him. And we read of other giants arising and then falling. The second giant was Ishbibinab. His name means, I dwell in the heights. He's indicative of pride. The smooth stone that brought him down was Abishai, David's nephew. Abishai means shorter. He stands for humility. For in this battle of life, humility always wins over pride each and every time. The third giant has two names, Saph or Sipii. He represents hypocrisy. 
saying one thing and living another. How is that to be brought down? Sibichai slew him. His name means irradiated with light or revelation. The only cure for hypocrisy is getting transparent and real before God. The fourth giant was named Lami. It means my bread or my war. Emphasis can be laid upon the my. Lami is the giant of selfishness in whatever form. We call selfishness of the flesh lust. We call selfishness of finances greed. We call selfishness of food gluttony. Elhanan is the one that destroyed that giant. His name means God's grace. Graciousness will destroy selfishness every time. The grace of giving, the grace of sacrifice. But it's the fifth and final giant that gives me pause today and really gave rise to this devotion. This is the unnamed giant. He's just said to be from Gath, which means the crushing of a wine press. He's the last giant fought. It's found in 1 Chronicles 20. Yet again, there was war at Gath, where there was a man of great stature. And then here's the curious thing about this unnamed giant. He had 24 fingers and toes, six fingers on each hand, six toes on each foot. He was also born to the giant. Six. Six is the number of man. Four is the number of the world. It represents the crushing force and stress you and I face at the edge of our promises. The first giant was fear, but the fifth giant is discouragement. If you notice in the nine fruit of the Spirit, they begin with love and end with goodness. These giants represent the opposite works of the flesh. What starts with fear will end with discouragement. When fear takes root in our lives, it will end up with us wanting to give up. And isn't that a message for these days in which we live? We need help. Help against discouragement, that unnamed giant. This suggests to me that many of the battles that we face, what people are fighting with more than anything is just discouragement. The Bible says take heart, it means to take courage. Lose heart means to get discouraged. We can't afford to grow discouraged in this day. Everyone's focused on different things in our world, but discouragement is a far greater threat. It's a great epidemic for which no one is immune. It's universal, it applies to everyone. It's chronic, it's recurring. You don't defeat it once and it's over. It's going to come back again and again and again. It's highly contagious. Discouragement spreads by casual context. One look, one social media post, one email, one text, one discouraging word. The fifth giant is alive and well in this present darkness. Sometimes our disappointment comes from without, people attacking us, people agitating us. Do you remember when Nehemiah was building the wall? His critics used two lines of offense to discourage him. The first was ridicule. Nehemiah, that wall is so weak that if a fox runs across the top of the wall, the whole thing's going to come tumbling down. Who do you think you are building a wall? Do you have your engineering degree? Have you ever done this before? Ha, ha, ha. Ridicule. We're familiar with that weapon of the enemy. It's an effective one. Ridicule can cause people to walk away from a God-given mission and objective. 
The second line of offense is equally powerful. It's repression, doing whatever it takes to block what God is trying to do, filling the wells with dirt, hindering, resisting what God is doing, ridicule and repression. That's what the enemy is doing on the outside. But the enemy also wants to gain access to our minds and spirits. He wants to get under your skin. When does it happen? Happens when we're fatigued, we're easily discouraged. When we feel overwhelmed, we can get discouraged. When we get frustrated. It's an old story. The devil had an auction. He said, everything is for sale. All my tricks of the trade, all my cunning devices, all my knowledge, everything except one thing, one instrument, an unusually shaped tool, had a long lever with a curved slender blade. He called this tool discouragement. He said, with it, I can pry open a person's heart. And once discouragement enters the inner man, the enemy said, I can bring anything I want into their life. Discouragement ultimately will redefine who we are and what God expects from us. You talk about life in the past, back then, back when, yesterday, then you're losing sight of what God is doing in your present world. Many of us are facing this giant right now. You couldn't put a name on it. You couldn't identify why you were feeling the way you were, but you're battling the fifth giant, the last giant, in the battle of your life. How will you defeat it? Your answer is Jonathan. He slew the giant of discouragement. Jonathan means God's given this. God gives the victory over discouragement. Do you remember that I said all giants are Philistines? It means they don't have title to the land. They don't own the land. You need to realize that. You are not made to coexist with fear and pride and hypocrisy and selfishness or even discouragement. You need to exile them out of the land and God will give you the victory. Jonathan's name, God has given. You've already got the means at your disposal to awaken the giant within you, to release the power, the fire, and the passion at your beck and call. The more you say, God has given me the strength and authority, and God has given me a true identity, I'm his child. The more you affirm who you are in Christ, the more your thinking is going to change, the more your behavior changes to become who you need to be. Someone said that if you don't know who you are, read the first two chapters of Ephesians. I encourage you to do that. The giant of discouragement only wins when you give up on who you are. You are Jonathan, a God-given child of the King. It was on September 13, 1945. A ticker tape parade was held in New York City For a 98-pound former prisoner of war, his name was General Jonathan Wainwright. He was the only U.S. general captured by the enemy during the Second World War. He had been left in charge of Corregidor on the Bataan Peninsula of the Philippines. When the enemy attacked, it was so destructive that Wainwright surrendered what was left of the U.S. forces. Thousands of POWs were sent to prison camps all over Asia. Thousands died in the death march and in transit to those camps. Wainwright was sent from camp to camp as a prize of war. His body deteriorated, wasted away. He labored under tremendous guilt. He felt like a failure. What he didn't know was the War of the Pacific was already over. The Allied forces under MacArthur had won. 
Outside the camp, everything had changed. Inside, nothing has changed. They were liberated, but still behind bars, because they didn't know. Finally, word arrived, Japan had surrendered. And with that knowledge, Wainwright immediately turned, limped all the way to the commandant's office, opened the door, and said without even raising his voice, My commander-in-chief has defeated your commander-in-chief. You must surrender. For on the decks of the USS Missouri, where General MacArthur signed the surrender papers, if you look closely at that classic photo, you're going to see a shell of a man, a 98-pound general standing beside him. Without firing a shot, this man had taken charge. How? Because the truth came out. Satan's greatest fear will materialize the day you realize that through Christ, you are mightier than he is, that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Maybe you've lived in a sense of discouragement and hopelessness as that general did. But general, your fourth star awaits when you get home. You aren't viewed as a failure. You're viewed as a victor. And a ticker tape parade awaits the person who realizes, I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me. Maybe you're punishing yourself. You believe the enemy's lies, that you've lost your command. You're in charge now. Step forward. Five smooth stones means you have all you need to claim the victory. So today, what would happen in your life if you realize you are already more than a champion? The war has been one step into the victor circle. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.